Yep. Well, are you all in fine voice? Of course. <laughs> I think so. Well, if you're not, um, this time is especially for you. Um, <laughs> I'd, invite you to, I'd invite you to mute yourself because, um, oh, yeah. yeah, it could get interesting. And um, we'll uh, do our carol singing. Did you mute it? Unmuted? No, it should be muted. Are we ready?
I dream of sunflower fields. I dream of key lime pie with mile-high meringue. I dream of the days when we could be part of a crowd. I dream of snow days. 
I dream of empty beds in jail cells. I dream of a world that will let kids be kids. I dream of full tables instead of empty bellies. I dream of schools with enough money to teach. I dream of parents with enough money to feed. I dream to keep awake because if we don't dream of better days, we might forget that this is is not what God imagined. So today, we light the candle of hope. For hope is the very thing that keeps dreams afloat. Star child, earth child, go between of God. an invitation to keep awake. May this light be our invitation to be Advent people, people who dream. Amen. Let us continue in worship. The power of dreams lies in waking up. For when we close our eyes, we can see a better world. When we close our eyes, we can dream a better dream. But when we open our eyes, we begin the work of faith. The power of worship is the same. When we come before God, we can see a better place. When we enter this space, we dream a better dream. But when we leave this worship space, we begin the work of faith. So come in, dream your dreams. Find hope here. For in an hour or less, we will begin the work of faith. Let it be so. The Confession and Forgiveness. With hope, let us draw our voices together, confessing our sin and seeking forgiveness. Let us pray together. Original dreamer, over and over again in scripture, we hear your dream for a beautiful world. We hear your dream for peace and reconciliation. We hear your dream for harmony and togetherness. We hear your dream for community and hope. We hear your dreams, and yet we do not open our eyes. We continue to live with the curtains drawn, the covers pulled tight, eyes shut to the realities of the world. Forgive us. 
Kindle a hope in us that will burn through the darkest nights. Give us the strength and the will to keep awake in this sleeping world. With hope, we pray. Amen. Hear the good news. Nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Believe the gospel. Let us pray. Oh, great dreamer, you dreamed up the stars in the sky. You dreamed up that magic baby smell and the way cream sinks into coffee. You dreamed up the crunch of fall leaves and jazz music. You dreamed up wisteria and evergreen and the pure magic that is a six-foot-tall sunflower. And in the midst of all that, you dreamed up a dream for your people, a dream of hope and justice, a dream for eyes wide open to both the world's suffering and the world's beauty. So today, as we read your scriptures, we ask that you would plant that same dream in us, Pour out your spirit on our hearts and minds so that we may see what you see 
and dream what you dream. Gratefully we pray. Amen. This morning's Christian scripture is from Mark chapter 13 verses 24 through 37. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to, to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branches come, become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know that Advent is one of my favorite times of year. I love Advent. I like all of the things that go on. I like concerts and decorating and buying gifts and picking out exactly what we're going to have for Christmas dinner. And I like all of that stuff, all of the preparation, getting ready. I love it. I even love Advent a little more than I love actual Christmas Day. I just do. This year's going to be different. Mm. This year's going to be harder because some of the things that I really, really love about Advent, we're not going to be able to do. We're not going to be able to go to concerts and we're not, I'm not going to go to the mall in the middle of crowds and go shopping for the perfect Christmas present for people. And parts of my family aren't going to be able to get together for, for Christmas just because the, that's the way things are right now. But I think that this is going to be a perfect opportunity for my family 
Now is the time that we can try different things, new things, because every tradition, everything that we always do started out as a new idea one time. And somebody tried it for the first time and we enjoyed it. And so we kept doing it. So this year, I think, is the perfect opportunity for us to find a new thing to do and see if we really like it and see if it becomes part of our family traditions for Christmas and Advent. We have an open book. We can pick anything we want mm -hmm. and we can try new things to make this time of year even more special than it already is. Can we have a moment of prayer? Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to find something new and exciting and fun out of this time of year. Help us to be open to new ideas, to new adventures, and help us to see ways in which we can celebrate your coming in a new and different way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Debbie. You've always got a good word to encourage us and move us along and darn it, make us think. I'd invite you to join me in prayer. While we are waiting, come. While we are waiting, come. Jesus, our Lord, Emmanuel, while we are waiting, come. There have been a few things that have been consistent in these last 10 months that I'm with my cats nearly 24 seven. I'm not sure either the cats or myself were ever made for that. The number on the scale keeps inching up. Don't know why that's happening, do you? And probably most important is that I have been dreaming. Now, I've always dreamt. I've always had dreams. Sometimes I could remember them, sometimes I couldn't, but had that feeling that I'd experienced something while I was asleep. Sometimes it was simply because I was exhausted when I had woken up because I had done so very much during the, that dream. But these dreams have been different. They have been most vivid. They've been most active, going places, seeing things, doing things. They have been colorful. They say that we really only dream in black and white. I don't know how they know that, but I've been dreaming in vivid colors and lots of them 
I've been with people I know, lots of people I know. Sometimes it's been some of you. And sometimes it's been my cohorts from grad school. Sometimes it's been my family or extended family members. But I can tell you, I wake up and those dreams are memorable. I actually remember them. I feel sometimes as if when I wake up, I have simply opened up a door in my dream and walked through to being awake. Now I know that those who study dreams and dreaming will tell you certain things about what you dream about and the biggest, most important one that they tell you is that when you dream about a house, you are actually dreaming about yourself. Kind of interesting in a house yourself. They also will tell us that oftentimes dreams are the places where we act out where we work out things in our subconscious that we may not be working on in our day-to-day lives. So what am I dreaming of? And why am I working this hard for 10 months with all of these dreams? As we look at the text from Mark's gospel today, a text which the Bible study admitted didn't look exactly like an Advent text, did it? Um, As we talk about the ends of end of time and, and keeping awake and all of those sorts of things. But as we read that text and think about those who are hearing the text for the first time, We remember that the Jews of the early part of the the millennia were very hard pressed. Before the birth of Christ even, they they were being put upon by all those who had come to conquer them. The Roman occupation wasn't any good for them. And in fact, there were times prior to the birth of Christ when they could not have any religious symbols in their possession. They could not have a Torah in their hand. They could not have a prayer shawl on. They could not even be circumcised. Imagine how depressing it would be not to have Our holy text, the Old and New Testaments, the Hebrew and Christian scriptures available to you. To not be able to celebrate things like Christmas and Ash Wednesday and Good Friday and Monday, Thursday and Easter and Pentecost and all of the days, all of those Sundays that we say are a little resurrection, a celebration of the resurrection. And we know Mark's gospel being written in 
the 60s are just a few mere years away from the fall of Jerusalem, the fall of the temple, and life as the Jews know it going away. They were in a place of dreaming for something more. They were hoping that there was more. They were returning to the words of the prophets and saying, God has more in store for us. There is hope in our future. We know that this year has had a different sort of rhythm to it. We have experienced our lives in a different sort of way, as Debbie reminded us all. And we come now rather disjointedly to the beginning of the new Christian year, to the season of Advent, that time of preparation preparing our hearts and our lives and our homes and our spirits for the coming of Christ. And yet, and yet we dream, we dream instead of Advents and Christmases to come when we are back together again, when we sit in these pews and when we see one another's face and when there's a Christmas tree behind me and wreaths decking the halls. We dream for those familiar sights and sounds. And yes, even that going shopping in the mall when everybody else is there doing our own share of elbowing our way through a store. And we dream of those things knowing that it's just not the same this year. It's not the same at all. Nothing is the same and we mourn and we dream. And it's time to wake up. You heard me, it's time to wake up. Can't see you sleeping as well on these as I can when you're here. It's time for us to wake up from our bad dreams and to follow what the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts have taught us for years. Be prepared. Be prepared. Know that while we know the story of Christmas, that we know that all of this season is leading us up to December 24th and 25th, that God is not done with our hopes and dreams. God is not done with your hopes and dreams. God sees our sorrows 
our tears, our laments. And God transfigures them. God comes to us in Christ. God was incarnate, became in flesh in Christ, became real for us. God is alive. And it is time for us to wake up. It is time for us to walk out of the dreams and to know that Christmas comes. And it comes as it does every single year in, that in years of peace and in years of war. But this year we know it's going to be different. We know when Christmas comes, but do we know, do we recognize, are we awake enough to know when Christ shows up for us? When are you, when do you become awake to the incarnation? Twenty sixteen was a fascinating year for me. Right after Easter, I joined with a group of other Presbyterians to go on the Mosaic of Peace trip by, planned and, and uh, done by the peacemaking program of the denomination. And we spent just short of two weeks in Israel and Palestine. We saw the, the stones that remain. We saw from the Temple Mount, and we saw from the garden down to the city. We saw the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and the place where they believe and say that Christ was buried. And we saw the church of the nativity in Bethlehem and that place where a silver star is placed, signifying where the manger was. And then we, saw, then we encountered the living stone. Israel, Israelis, Palestinians, Jews, Christians, Muslims, Druze, and heard of their stories of living in a land that is so very conflicted. Our bus driver Farage was late to meet us one morning, the morning we were leaving Bethlehem. And he said something, muttered something about water as we got our group picture and said he'd tell us more on the bus. You see, he lives in a little community right outside of Bethlehem and water is rationed 
by the Israelis. They had not had water in their home for two weeks. It had come on that morning, been turned back on, and he needed to stay for a few extra minutes and help his wife collect enough water for however long they might be out without water from there on out. One of my young colleagues who had done a similar trip in Northern Ireland, upon my return asked me, so which day did your head explode? And she was right, the third day is usually when your head explodes from so much information, not only for your head, but for your heart. That was April, and in October, I made my first trip with Marian Medical Mission to Malawi for the month of October to oversee and dedicate to the glory of God, Uchindami Kwachiu, the, these wells, these potable water sources for the poorest, most remote folks in Malawi. And there it was, again, right in my face, water. And I wrestled with all of these images, but I remember most strongly Christmas Eve that year. For we had done the early service, and I'd gone home for a little nap and packed the car. And upon driving back to the church, I realized that Christmas had already come. It had come in the countryside of Israel and Palestine. It had come standing beside a well when a go-go, a grandma, grabbed my hands and fell to her knees saying, Thawanga Chomeini, thank you, thank you very much. And I knew in that moment that my part of God's great dreams for us would always have something to do with water, the waters of baptism, the waters of a well, and that my call in life would be to tell those stories of just when I experienced God incarnate. You see, it doesn't have to happen just on Christmas Day. God in Christ tells us to dream, daydream these wonderful things and to stay awake for our part in it all. In that last little paragraph 
from Mark's gospel there. Keep awake, keep awake, keep awake, keep awake. And so we do. While we are waiting, come Lord Jesus. Amen. We are so glad that everybody is with us for our worship today. It's good to see your faces. It's good to be back with you. I will confess I attended St. Mattress last week. <laughs> it was very nice. I was accompanied as well. St. Mattress allows cats to be present for worship. So um, all was well, but I did think of you all and wish you well. Thank you for the time off on things. In your announcements, there's a whole bunch of things to pay attention to. Um, there is a box there that has all of the information that we know right now about uh, our Advent season, including our Sunday evening in-person Vesper service that will begin tonight, 7 p.m. Um, you are invited to come. We will have a maximum of 25 that can um, be seated. And we're going to take all those precautions that we're supposed to, personal distancing, masks, taking care of sanitizing your hands as you come in and all of that sort of stuff. But it's a simple, quiet, uh, reflective service and um, you are welcome to come and join us for that. We would love to have you. We will also later in the month on the 21st, which is, uh, as we call it, the longest night. We will have a longest night service. Um, it's a tradition in uh, usually North American churches uh, reminding us that sometimes it's hard for us to spend time in darkness. And this year there has been great darkness in our lives and uh, in our world. And so uh, we will gather together for that via Zoom. Uh, so take note of that. And then our Christmas Eve plans are still um, a little up in the air. We will Zoom a service. There may be something else. We'll let you know that as soon as we know things. Um, there's a deck box out in front of the, the church office area. Um, and that's a spot for you to be able to drop off um, things for the food pantry. Or in at this point in time, other things like the mittens and gloves um, that you are collecting and will be donating. Uh, know that it's there and uh, you'll need to, as it says, Push it a little bit as we get used to using it. Uh, the deacons remind you of um, our greeting cards uh, for our shut-ins uh, during this season. And they listed names and uh, an address or two in there. If you need more help with that, talk with Ann McKinney. She'd be happy to tell you more about that. Steve, do you have an announcement for us about any flowers? You'll need to unmute yourself. Unmute. Nope, you're still muted. <laughs> there you go. Nope. Muted, muted again. 
All right. Now, how's that? Okay. Sorry. Uh, we will we will not be doing poinsettias this year. We'll buy a few. The, the church will buy a few for the church. If individuals would like to buy poinsettias, you are encouraged to do that by yourself. Uh, we can't have large groups of people together with poinsettias. So um, I have talked to Gage Farm. We're trying to gauge how much they can they have to buy. So I would encourage you, if you are interested in buying any poinsettias flowers, to um, contact Gade Farm and make arrangements with them. Okay, thank you very much. <clears throat> Let's see, where else was that? Um, the advent in the box materials, uh, did those go out to folks already? Yes. <gasps> Wonderful. If we got one. Receive, so. um, oh, one and uh, Nancy, you have something? Uh, some have been delivered and some will be delivered hopefully by today or tomorrow. Okay. Okay. And if you have not received um, an Advent devotional, either the Advent in the Box devotional that um, has gone out or the one specific to those who dream our theme for this Advent season, please uh, let Nancy, let me know. Um, one of us, we can get things together for you. And Janice? Yes. The, um, there's, there is going to be some special things arriving in um, mailboxes that might not have come with the advent box, but I don't want to give away what it is because I want it to be surprised. All right. There and may it's from the Christian Education Committee. Christian Ed may have some things that will surprise you. And in this season, surprises are wonderful things. Um, make note again that um, the Making Connections Bible Study has moved to three o'clock on Monday afternoons. Um, yes. So be aware of that. Betty, you have a minute permission for us. Yes, I do. But first I must say, Janice, I was very happy to hear you talking about dreaming in color. This past month, I have had many, many colorful dreams ah. with past and present family, past and present friends. It was... Um, I don't know its meaning. I don't care, but it would, they were beautiful dreams. <laughs> so thank you. Um, last week, we dedicated our pledges for the year 2021 for the continued ministry of Hamilton Union Church. Just a couple of days ago, we dedicated everyone dedicated one way or another, an unusual way perhaps for everyone, but a day of thanksgiving. We have just begun the Advent season, and we are going to be concentrating on, I don't know if this is uh, read backwards, um, but it says God is with us, and that is a theme for this coming year with the Christmas joy offering. One of the most powerful things that Christians can claim is that God saw the great need of the world and offered a perfect gift in response, a gift that brought God and humanity closer together. God's perfect gift, Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. 
our Advent dream proclaims. As God joins in human life and draws us together as a result. God is with us, shows God values togetherness and relationships with us. He's leading us to value togetherness and relationship with one another. When we are all together and even when we are apart. During these past months, many of us were not able to gather in person, but we have always been together in spirit and in faith. We have missed seeing many faces that we love up close and personal, but the physical distance has also revealed for us the importance of those things which bring us together even when we are physically apart. We offer our gifts during this Advent season through the Christmas joy offering because God shows us the power and importance of being together, of being with. We might not be able to meet face to face with those who need the support of our gifts, but we are very much still together. We see the potential of students of color who will become our leaders, and we seek to come alongside them, to encourage them, to be together with them. And we see the church workers who have critical financial needs, and we come together alongside them to assist them. We are with them. And we see the witness of the whole church, either gathered in buildings or connecting home to home, member to member, sharing what we have together. We thank God for being with us through the gift of Jesus and for joining us together as the church and through our gifts with those who have need. During the next three weeks, I will be sharing some personal uh, stories and sharing personal ways of how our joy gifts will be used to make a difference to those in need. Thank you. Thank you so much, Betty. We look forward to hearing more about the Christmas joy offering and the people over the years whose lives have been impacted, whose, whose dreams have been heard. God of power and, and glory, we remember your awesome deeds across the ages. The times saved us and brought us home. Yet we also remember times when we felt alone and afraid. Oh God, we are your people, the work of your hands. Look, look upon us with your shining face, especially in the time of need. We pray for those who look to you for healing and hope, those who are sick or recuperating from illness and injury, those who are lonely and need compassionate, companionship and care, those for whom the holidays bring sorrow or pain, those whose deep sadness overshadows joy. Let your face shine upon us, O oh God. 
We pray for people in need of restoration and reconciliation, for those battling addictions and those in recovery, for people estranged from those they love, for someone lost in grief, for someone far from home. Let your face shine upon us, O God, that we might be saved. Renew the spirit of a world grown weary with waiting and hoping. Especially we pray for wars to end, for hunger and poverty to be crowded out by abundance. And we pray too for the church, because we also also grow weary in our waiting and watching for your power and glory to be made known. Grant us clarity, passion, and true fellowship so that we are awake to your presence. Let your face shine upon the church and all this weary world, we pray. In the name of the one born in a manger and coming again on clouds of glory. Amen. Hear us now as we share the prayer Christ taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive (coughs) those who trespass against us. In Jesus' name, amen. And may God strengthen us to the very end. Christ, draw near to our very gates. And the Holy Spirit, 
Awaken our very spirits until with eager longing we greet the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.